Hello, this is your life-changing podcast, Knowings, Spiritual and All Things Human. Renowned spiritual leader, visionary, author, and advocate for humanity, Mahatma Chris Griscom, answers crucial questions from around the world with her vast illuminated cosmic wisdom. Gentle and often humorous in her knowings, she includes her famed Exercises in Consciousness that help to bring the listener into a state of expanded conscious self-awareness, global focus, and participation. With each segment in the series, Chris answers three diverse questions to discover deeper aspects of who you are and how to find meaning and purpose in your individual and global realities. This is for you. Chris Griscom is the world's foremost expert on reincarnation. Her intensives of the Light Institute with themes of all things human are for people around the globe with the purpose of changing lives and helping the planet. Chris Griscom brings the gift of higher consciousness, accelerating the evolution of humanity and the world. Yes, let us focus and imagine and allow our higher selves to begin to whisper to us and to... uh, synergistically bring to us possibilities that we didn't see before. There's a second part of our meditation. It's called knowings. And each week from around the world, people send us questions that they would like for us to focus upon in order to uplift us, to illuminate all of us that are participating. And Allison will tell us the questions that have come for us today. Allison? The first question is from Cox Bazaar, Bangladesh. Bangladesh. Dear Chris Griskin, can you tell me how long consciousness stays in the body after death? Mm. You know, that is uh, something that every religion has discussed when it comes time to, to, um, ra- to lay someone to rest or to uh, uh, cremate the body or whatever it is that this body that we hold, even when the life force has left it, is there consciousness? Yes, there is. And I would not say that it's this many hours or this many days as many religions do. Uh, I would say that there's a difference in consciousness. For example, I have worked around the world releasing spirits that have been entrapped always because they've had a violent death. Some of them are thousands of years in the same uh, recycling of their consciousness. Their consciousness is only about that moment of death um, and and releasing them into the light. But just like when we take our first breath, that's the moment that the soul of consciousness enters us. And at the moment of our death, uh, there's an explosion of light. I've seen this so many times when I've had the honor of being with people as they pass from their bodies. This explosion of light, that's the soul leaving. Consciousness never dies. It just changes form, just like everything. And uh, so what I would say to you is that you always want to know and uh, that if you're with someone who is passing and if they've just passed, you can speak to them, and it's a good thing to do. Travel into the light. You are free. You have done a wonderful job. Um, move into the light so that that part of the spirit does not linger. Um, Sometimes a spirit will linger because of family, because family are holding us. Um, And as family, if you know how much you love someone, you must love them by realizing that 
Each being chooses the moment of their death. It is not ours, it is theirs. And they will choose it in concert with their own soul's needs. And then we want to truly, through our love, let them go. And and what I always say uh, when I'm performing these uh, ceremonies of passages, for each of you to contemplate what was the uh, characteristic, the quality of that person that you most loved. And if you focus on that, you will inherit it. And in that way, they live on through you. But we want the consciousness to move back into the unmanifest, um, to move back into mm, uh, different different streams of how the consciousness um, incorporates the experiences of a life in order to facilitate the ongoing process of evolution, individual evolution and cosmic evolution. I hope that helps you. Great love. Allison? The second question is from Paphos Cyprus. Cyprus. To Chris Griscom, what are the merits of being a vegetarian? Will it make me lighter emotionally? Hmm. Well, that's a very tricky question today because whatever you say, somebody's going to get angry about it. But here's what I would say. First of all, um, we should never say this is what you should do. But there are cause and effect. There are uh, truthful things that happen with what you eat and the vibration of what you eat. Um, The problem with not being a vegetarian when you're eating something that has been killed is that we have not found ways to take something from its body, to use its body, uh, without causing it fear. So adrenaline, whether it's whatever kind of animal it is, um, it will feel fear. It will create the stimulus of adrenaline uh, when it is caught, when it is passing through a whatever it is, uh, when it's going to be killed. It knows that. And that adrenaline it, uh, lodges in its muscles. And of course, that's, it, well, it lodges in the heart and the organs as well, but specifically in the muscles, and we eat the muscles. And we are therefore taking in the fear of that animal. We are not separate from each other. Not any form of life is separate from any other. And so when you take in the fear of others, it does not make you light. It, it can make you depressed. It can create all kinds of emotional energetics within you. Now, one of the things that I would say is that a lot of people say, well, I couldn't, I need the meat. I need the red meat even. Uh, Some people feel, well, if I just eat a chicken and it's not red meat, then it's different. Not really different. (laughs) That's a live animal who knows you're killing it. Um, But what I would say is if you're feeling that I I need that in order to be strong, I would say that there are uh, other avenues, there are other possibilities. For example, mushrooms. Mushrooms have that juiciness and that heaviness that, that will give you that same sense that, that meat, especially red meat, would give you. There's another aspect that I think is, uh, there are several, but here's one, again, talking about your physical body. When you eat meat, especially red meat, it's going to sit, it's going to take about 12 to 24 hours for your stomach 
to pound it down back from the protein molecules back to the essential amino acids or all the amino acids. And the amino acids are the building block of our life force, of our bodies. If you are a vegetarian, and for example, especially if you uh, use spirulina or, or sunclorella or blue-green algae, they have all these amino acids in their pure form. So your body doesn't have to break them down. It can access them immediately in order to build uh, and protect your body. And that gives you lightness. And, and certainly, emotionally, it gives, it gives a lightness because it's a powerful life force energy. And then there's another aspect of the beauty of choosing to be a vegetarian. And that is that uh, we are all here on this planet at this time to help us go through a funnel of initiation onto a higher uh, evolution of the soul. And to do that, uh, we have to realize that we are connected inextricably with what happens, as we're seeing now with all of this global change that's going on right now, uh, through the warming, through the things that have happened that, that we're contributing to. And so when we tear down a rainforest in order to feed cattle, for example, uh, we are not protecting humans. Humans are starving. Even, even in countries that consider themselves to be um, you know, wealthy countries, children are starving. They're starving because we haven't learned how to balance our, our relationship with nature to grow our food so that we can feed everyone. As long as there are people who are hungry and people who are frightened, we will have wars. Once we realize that what happens to you happens to me, and I care about if your children are hungry, and I care about uh, your bodies and your health, when these things occur into our consciousness and into our human hearts, uh, we will realize that it is very um, enlightened, actually, to choose to be a vegetarian, uh, to not take the life of an animal, uh, something with a nervous system, so uh, perhaps even similar to our own, but to honor the life of plants and to grow plants and to imbibe them and to therefore create a different kind of balance so that... Uh, we do not have these storms. We do not have what's happening right now on this planet because we are disturbing the balance of uh, life. So I would say, listen to your body. If you're wondering if you should become a vegetarian, ask your body uh, what it wants to eat. Now, your body knows, <laughs> and do what your body says. But there is something that you need to know about vegetarians that unfortunately... People do not know, and therefore they sometimes um, do not get the benefits of, uh, of eating plants. And that is that uh, uh, plants do not carry within them uh, the B12. And B12 is essential to our nervous system, to our brain. Uh, it has many, many specific functions in the body. So if you are a vegetarian then you have to uh, take a supplement that is high in B vitamins, B12. Um, and uh, so that's easy to do. 
It's very easy. And I would say you would want a supplement of B12 that you can either, is either liquid or what I use is these little ones that you put under your tongue because the moment that you have something under your tongue, your saliva will interact with it and will tell the brain instantly, I have this thing I need. And when it has that, you will find that especially with B12, you have more energy, you are lighter, you are lighter on all levels of your being. Thank you. Allison. The last question is from Meredith, New Hampshire in the USA. I've heard that souls are lined up waiting to incarnate on Earth. Is this true, Chris? And if so, why is an Earth incarnation so important? Hmm. Well, that statement uh, was true in the 80s, the 90s, and the very beginning of the 21st century, where there was an influx of souls uh, attempting to get in because of the awareness of cause and effect that was what is coming. And so those who have come in those time periods, and you, you all know this if you have children or grandchildren or, or you're watching the young people today, they are carrying different karma with earth and they are carrying a different kind of um, balance in their genetic encoding. Um, uh, and this is very important to the future of our planet. So this influx isn't happening now, but it was happening. And we can see that when we observe how children and young people uh, use their intellect, use their emotions, use their bodies. And so this is very true. Now, why is it important to incarnate in planet Earth? First, let me mention something. I heard... Uh, a teacher saying just today that um, you should get rid of karma. And I thought, well, you know, karma is nothing but the law of cause and effect, action and reaction. Therefore, there will always be karma. And a cosmic law is that the unmanifest must take form. Consciousness must come into form uh, because if it did not, everything would collapse. So if we want to have galaxies and we want to have universes and we want to have the evolution, the infinite evolution of life potential, uh, then, there, then uh, consciousness will always take form. There will always be incarnation. Now that incarnation will not always be for you and me on planet Earth or even as humans. This is not the first time we've incarnated. We've incarnated in planet Earth, which is why we come here. There's a special kind of seduction, I might say, uh, in terms of planet Earth, and that's because this is the planet of the heart. And all of us also not only have human DNA, we have angelic DNA, devic DNA, and galactic DNA, which means that uh, we have access to civilizations and to conscious, conscious beings of higher octaves that are not only in our galaxy, uh, galactic as we see it, but in other galaxies, uh, this is true. And what's happened is that we are, because we're the planet of the heart, we are still using the individual emotional energies. Most higher uh, species have reduced that or limited or gotten 
rid of emotions. And I feel what's happening now is that uh, they are recognizing that that individuation is uh, a very useful in terms of uh, creativity, in terms of evolution itself, um, whether that's mutations or, or whatever that is. It allows for avenues of, of uh, again, individuation that can be uh, useful to the evolution of the whole. And so there's a lot of interest in how we humans can evolve our emotional energies. Right now, we seem to feel as if we are not doing very well in that uh, polishing our emotional body so that we realize that, that we want to experience uh, cosmic love, that we want to experience higher octaves of emotion so that it's not the emotion of survival or um, mine against yours, but the oneness, the inclusion, the recognition, the, the pure love, the unconditional love. That we humans have that word, the unconditional wo- love. We just haven't ever accessed it. Maybe a little bit when you have an animal, a pet, you might feel that. But so there's a lot of interest. So we are choosing to come into human form in planet Earth right now uh, because we have a great vast uh, access of information and understanding that can help us to find the solutions, that uh, energetic solutions, spiritual solutions, emotional solutions, uh, and physical ones that need to come to the fore, that need to be brought forward in order to not only support the, the future of our species, because that's not a given. Uh, Gaia, Earth will, will make it through. Well, the two legates, that has not been decided yet. And so we need big changes, big changes of the heart, big changes of consciousness, and big changes of, of illumination and purpose in order to uh, be able to participate in this funnel of initiation that is occurring in terms of evolution. So we want to embrace and all those who are coming in. And by the way, a baby, since we humans are one of the only species that do it this way, it's not just a baby, it's a fully developed soul, simply using the process of incarnating within a womb, of being a baby and growing as if they didn't know what it is to speak or to be human or to be this race or that race. We know we've been all races. <laughs> um, But we choose to incarnate not only to uh, perhaps tie up or or alter or uh, conclude or even include uh, incarnations that we've had before as we again speed the evolution of our bodies, of our consciousness, of our species. And so it's a great honor to be here. There are no beginners on the planet, even those that are being the bad guys right now. As, a, as souls, they are uh, participating and playing that role so that you and I can awaken and realize um, how, how we need to address this so that humans can come into the oneness and in that oneness realize that we are the blue-green algae, we are the shark, uh, we are the tree, we are the rocks. 
And when we understand that, not intellectually, but energetically, we will be able to save our planet and all of life here. So I hope that you will focus your consciousness in a way that says, whatever I've experienced, I have the consciousness, I have the clarity to use it, to use life for the evolution of us all. We are not the victims. We are the ones. We are the agents of change that will bring about a new reality. My love and support to each and all of you.